Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, today we're talking randomized versus observational studies. ECRG. Play the intro. Hey guys, ECRG here. Today we're talking the difference between observational studies and randomized studies. Now, these are quite different, as you can tell by the name, and there's an important distinction here because clinical trials, what most people know about are the randomized controlled clinical trials. But there's also some use for observational studies. So we're going to talk about the key differences here today in this video and some of the things you want to uh, know when determining, when looking at the difference between the two. So what is an observational study? So an observational study is really a study where the independent variable, if you remember back to basic science, that's the variable that the scientist controls, is not under the control of the researcher because of either logistical constraints or there could be some ethical reasons like some things you can't do and uh, it's out of the control of the investigator so the next thing you would do would be an observational study and one common observational study that happens is when you're studying the possible effect of treatment on subjects where the uh, assignment of subjects into a treated group versus a control group is outside the control of the investigator and the reason why you would want to do this is particularly because so just as an example of an observational study or why you couldn't run a randomized control trial is let's say you were studying uh, abortion on breast cancer rates now for a randomized control study, you would separate the group, one group into the ones that would receive abortions and one group that would not receive abortions and see their chances of breast cancer. Well, an investigator can't make one group of women have abortions. You can't do that for ethical reasons. So he would just have to observe, like in an observational study, uh, the incidence of breast cancer for those that receive abortions. You'd have to look at the population of people that receive abortions and then look at their breast cancer rates. And then you have to compare that with those that receive abortions uh, versus their breast cancer rates. So he would have to observe that he couldn't, uh, you know, make people get abortions. So that's just one reason why, um, you know, why the investigator could not, uh, you know, manipulate the, in the, uh, the variable there. So there are many types of observational studies that you may remember from statistics class. You're going to have case control studies, um, cross-sectional studies, uh, longitudinal studies, ecological studies. There are many different uh, types of observational studies, and we're not going to go too in-depth there about the different types. Just wanted to give an overview of observational studies. 
And, you know, observational studies aren't necessarily there to make definitive statements like randomized controls trials would be. They're there to, um, you know, they can provide information on real world practice and uses of different things. And they can detect signals and they're usually there to determine what you would want to study in the future through a randomized clinical trial. Um, because that, that, that can show causality observational would just, you know, be an intro to what you would want to study later on. You can, it can help formulate a hypothesis, et cetera, et cetera. So that's an observational study. Now we're going to talk about the randomized controlled clinical trial. So basically the randomized controlled clinical trial is the gold standard when it comes to, uh, trials. And this is because it reduces for all types of confounding variables and biases along the way with being with the subjects being randomized and, you know, double blinding and things of that nature. They reduce confounding variables and bias. So basically the flow is you figure out what you want to test, normally an intervention of some sort. Um, and then you group, you randomize patients into one group that's going to receive the intervention or one group that's going to either receive the uh, current standard of care or a placebo, depending on what the disease you're studying is. And so, um, so then, you know, that's, this is basically the basic form. And then you will analyze the difference using some uh, measurement at the end and see which one is better. So, that's basically the basic interpretation of it. Um, so why you would do a randomized controlled clinical trial, like I said before, is um, companies will use a randomized controlled clinical trial to submit to the FDA in order to get their drug approved. And in order for your drug to be improved, you have to show that it is as good or better than the current standard of care on the market. And uh, companies will use this in order to get it approved by the FDA and to make it to the market in the hopes that uh, doctors will prescribe it or whoever will prescribe it and their patients will use it and hopefully will increase their quality of life or something of that nature or cure the disease. Now, we'll get into whether they will cure or just increase the quality of life later because that's not really the topic of this video. But uh, basically, if you watch my last video on the different phases, that's what a, clini a controlled clinical trial is, a randomized cl clinical trial is. And, um, you know, there are some disadvantages to running a randomized controlled clinical trial. One can be how expensive it is. And if you watch my last video, we talked about all the different phases you have to bring it through phase uh, preclinical phase one phase two phase three and sometimes phase four so these obviously cost a lot of money millions of dollars and also it takes time and you don't know if you're going to get a return on investment if you're a sponsor a pharmaceutical company you don't know because they take so much time and you know by the time you're halfway through you've already spent so much money and time that a lot of them don't make it through all the way through the process they will they will quit beforehand because they just depleted so many resources. And so a lot of drugs don't make it to market for that reason. So 
it's important to keep in mind that these things take time. They take a lot of years. Um, they have multiple hands touching them. And, you know, it's a big effort to get a drug through a randomized controlled clinical trial. And one to be applauded if it makes it through the process. It's a very rigorous process. And, you know, the, you got to be flexible along the way with that. So um, that's basically the purpose of this video to talk about the difference between the randomized controlled clinical trial and the observational um, study. So if you guys have any questions, comment them down below. We'll do our best to answer them. Thank you so much for liking this video. Uh, and don't forget to share this with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel for another video. And as always, guys, email us at eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. Take care. Thank you.